going on? We got another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. I think I'm on episode number 38. Um, 34, 37 more episodes before this. So make sure you guys take a listen to uh, the beginning. If you're starting out in the car business or if you're in the car business and for some odd reason, you know, you're in a slump or whatnot and you need to retrain yourself or you need to get your mind right, I think this is one of those podcasts to help you do that. So anyways, uh, before we get started, I want to know where y'all to find me. I know, I want y'all to know where to find me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn at Tony in parentheses Anthony last name Story. And the very last one is on Instagram at TNTDad2728. All right, guys. So... And also, make sure you give me a five-star review, like it, you know, do whatever you got to do. Um, I'd appreciate that. that. way more people can see this. Like I said, I don't get paid anything to do this, uh, even though Anchor does this, does this little sponsor thing. Um, I think I'm up to $50. Woohoo! Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to take over the world, guys. So, but um, this episode, what I decided to talk about, because I know that some of y'all get stuck with this or y'all don't even present this at all, is uh, Elise. To explain sometimes why the benefit of le- to explain the benefit of leasing over purchasing, um, so I'm gonna kind of go all over the place just so if you can get a pad out, paper, uh, pen, paper, and note, and take some notes because uh, I'm gonna drop some value on value on this episode for y'all. So let's get into it. All right, so you have customers that you know you don't think that they are lease candidates, whether it be bad credit, whether they drive too many miles or whatnot. Um, so y'all don't even present leasing or you asked your manager to present leasing, but your manager doesn't even know how to do a lease. Well, one thing I did whenever I got to Legacy Ford, uh, I never did any presenting lease as a salesperson, and that was a big, big uh, thing that I should have done. You know, it was one of those things I should have learned, uh, but I didn't. But when I got into finance, uh, I learned how to lease very well. I learned the ins and outs of it. I learned the benefits of it. I learned a lot of stuff about it. So that was one of the best things that uh, happened for me, all right? So um, the thing about leasing is, is you are financing the vehicle for 36 months or you're renting it for 36 months, 48, 48 months, 42 months, 39 months, 24 months, whatever you want to do, um, you're, you're renting it from the manufacturer for that amount of time. Um, now, some people will tell you don't lease your vehicles, purchase them, but, to, but it's a depreciating asset. So why should you take the depreciation? You should let the manufacturer take it, right? So with that being said, one of the things is, is that you should... Um, uh, on the leasing portion of it, uh, you have to realize that the customer is going to sit there and say, well, I like to own my vehicles. Well, you're going to finance for 72 months. You're not going to own it after 36 months. You're still going to be paying on it. So you will never own your vehicle uh, as long as it's under uh, a contract. So whether it be 72 months, 60 months, uh, whatnot. So that's one thing you got to get the capacity customer's mind. They do not own their vehicles. They're not putting at, they're not putting uh, equity into the vehicle because all vehicles depreciate with the ever-changing body styles of vehicles, um, with the maintenance required on vehicles. No matter what, regardless, you're going to sit there and you're going to have to pay for this vehicle, right? Um, whether it be 72 months or 36 months. Okay. The other thing is, is the customers, you know, they uh, want to know what their interest rate is. Well. The hidden thing inside leases is what we call a money factor. A money factor is the same thing as an interest rate. It's called a rent charge. And versus an interest rate, a money factor versus an interest rate, money factor is a lump sum of interest paid up front. Uh, and that's just the way leases are. So you're paying whatever $2,000, $3,000 to rent this vehicle up front and it's spread over the term of the lease. So that's what a money factor is. So don't get into that argument with the customer. You know, what's your interest rate, so, so on and so forth. Mr. Customer, it's a money factor. Um, you know, it's just 
something that the uh, manufacturer deems that you know the the what they are owed for letting you rent a vehicle for them for 39 or 36 months okay so there's the money factor okay uh, the next thing is the residual. So every um, car has a residual that's set by the manufacturer, okay? Manufacturer determines what they think the vehicle is going to be uh, worth in 36 months, 39 months, 24 months, 48 months, whatever it may be, the manufacturer does decide what that value is going to be. So um, be clear and understanding is that that is what the value of the vehicle is going to be at the end when they purchase it. So when you're presenting those numbers, um, the residual value is usually that plus 500 bucks or usually that plus the dis disposition fee or usually that plus, um, you know, uh, service charge to, you know, go into the contract, okay? So that's one key thing you really got to understand because uh, at the end of the lease, your customer is going to be really upset um, and the finance manager should be presenting the uh, residual or the lease and purchase value. But your uh, customer is going to want to come in and negotiate the price of the uh, vehicle at the end, and you can. Um, you're just a you're just a third-party source that um, is a liaison that gets them to purchase the vehicle from whether the whether it be Infinity, Toyota, um, Chevy, the uh, the manufacturer. You're just a you're just a liaison. You're just a, a pass-through. You don't determine none of that stuff. So make sure you're very clear about that. Okay. All right, so those are some key things that you need to know about a lease. There's a residual and a money factor, okay? So the one thing about the money, the residual that is very different to what the vehicle is going to be valued later on is that the residual is set by the manufacturer. Customers are going to be like, well, you know, what if my vehicle is worth more? Well, typically in most markets, markets it's not going to be. And there's good vehicles to lease and there's bad vehicles to lease. But on the residual portion of the vehicle, um, which is what the, the, the lease and value is going to be, um, you know, that's, that's good for the customer. Because here's the case. If that, at the end of the lease, the residual is less than what the vehicle, the residual is more than what the vehicle is valued at through NADA or whatnot, um, the, manu the manufacturer loses, the customer wins, okay? So the customer won the fact that, you know, they made a good choice by leasing the vehicle um, and, uh, that the value of the vehicle went below the, the um, estimated NADA value of the vehicle, okay? Then there's the other flip side of it, um, that the customer sits there and now the vehicle is valued at more uh, than what it is, what it is, so they can buy it for a cheaper amount. So that's a good, two good thing. So a customer can always buy their lease at the end. I don't recommend it because you're gonna be out of usually manufacturer warranty, all maintenances, so on and so forth. I just don't recommend it. It's never a good option. In Texas, it's not a good option for the reason is, because yes, we do have some L&M lenders and members where they take tax credits and they apply it towards the vehicle, but most of the time you pay full taxes on the vehicle, and then at the end, um, you're going to pay the taxes again on the vehicle, so I don't recommend leasing, I don't recommend purchasing your lease in Texas, uh, unless you get L&M up front and you pay the taxes at the end. So, um, so that being said, that's, uh, that's another good thing of uh, uh, leasing is the re de determined residual amount of the vehicle, okay? So with that being said, let me kind of step on to the L&M portion of it. So in some states and cities um, or states, they have lenders and members where tax credits are applied to the vehicle. Manufacturers get certain tax credits from uh, the government or, the, unit or the, the state that they're in for leasing vehicles. So what they do is apply that towards the vehicles. 
And uh, what they do is they pay a 1.2% tax on the overall purchase price of the vehicle, capitalized cost, actually purchase price, not capitalized cost. They pay a 1.2% on the overall, overall uh, purchase price of the vehicle. So the good thing about that is at the end of the lease, if they want to buy it, they only pay six and a quarter, so they don't pay the full you know, taxes on the vehicle. Now in some states, they pay taxes as they go. They have a monthly tax rate or whatnot. So that's another good thing about a lease is you don't pay, you only pay for what you use, not what um, the overall value of the vehicle is. So let me get a drink of coffee real quick. All right, so hopefully I'm not going too fast for you guys. All right, so let's get into the key benefits of leasing so you can explain it to your customers. Now, some leases, most leases, the bottom level is 10,000 miles uh, per year, and they go up to 18,000 miles per year, okay? Um, there's some manufacturers that will do 7,500 miles per year. That's more of your high-end uh, manufacturers like your Mercedes, Audi. I know Infiniti doesn't do it, but they do do those kind of leases. Do-do. Do-do? Do-do. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. So the good thing about that is, is you can kind of set the frame on where your customer, what you think they'll drive. So it's really easy. Just ask them how many miles they drive a day and you do that. So they sit there and we'll say, well, what if I go over on my miles? Okay, the good thing about going over on your miles, you only pay where the manufacturer is different. Every manufacturer is different. Um, I've had some where it's as low as 15 cents per mile if you go over, and I've had some as high as 30 cents per mile when you go over. So if you go over on 1,000 miles, you're gonna pay the manufacturer or the bank, uh, I, the, the lender or IFS, whatever, whoever's leasing the vehicle for you, you're gonna pay them $300, okay? Well, by most NADA standards, I think it's like 30, 35, 45, 45 cents per mile. So for every mile you go over when you appraise the vehicle, you get deducted 45 cents per mile. So versus 300, you would have $450. Now on top of that, the value of the vehicle would then be what it is at that point in time. Not the residual value of the vehicle, but what the value of the vehicle is at that point in time. So let's say the value of that vehicle over 36 months uh, is $1,000 less than the residual value, then you get tagged uh, the $40, $450 of penalty of miles on the vehicle. So make sure you understand that. That's a very key thing. So a customer says, well, I drive too many miles. Well, that, the best thing is, is we can cover you for that. You only pay, 300, you only pay whatever amount it is, uh, $300 if you go over 1,000 miles. You can always, always purchase miles up front. So uh, Infinity, they only do 15,000 miles per year. But when you purchase the miles up front, it's only 10 cents per mile, which blows my fucking mind. But besides that, let's say you go 5,000 miles extra a year. Okay? Do the math. That's really only $500. You apply that to the loan. That's not that big of an amount. You spend that over 36 months. That's only $1,500 you're adding to the loan to go over the miles. Okay? So that's another key thing. You know, I drive too many miles is not the best excuse because you, if you drive too many miles on a purchase, it's gonna affect your trading value. Now the average trade cycle is anywhere from 32 to, or 30 to 42 months, depending on the state you're in and where you live. So um, they're gonna, your, your customer's gonna trade out of that vehicle eventually. Certain reasons happen, um, whether the life changes, whether um, they have maintenance coming up, whether they have a big warranty uh, thing, just all sorts of factors come into play. So make sure you clearly understand that your customer might be trading out of that vehicle and it's a never ending cycle, they have to put more money down. Um, just a lot of things happen, okay? 
So that's a, a, another key element. You never can drive too many miles. All right. Now, some leases come pre-installed with gap. Most of them in the uh, all manufacturers, most manufacturers have pre-installed gap. Whereas with a purchase, you have to get gap. You don't have to get gap, but if you purchase a vehicle and you put no money down or you're rolling negative, negative equity into the vehicle, um, gap is almost a necessity. Uh, it happened down here in Texas when we got flooded. But the thing is, is you have, um, uh, you're owe, you're, you owe the banks a certain amount of money whether or not the whether or not the vehicle is valued at the right whether the whether the vehicle's value what whatever the value of the vehicle is sorry whatever the value is vehicle that the uh, customers uh, responsible for that other amount if it's above what the insurance company is going to pay so make sure you understand that um, no matter what you get gap on most leases now the ones I do know that don't have gap is like Toyota and Nissan but all the rest of them I think are pre-installed with gap. So that's a good thing. You don't have to buy Gap uh, in finance. So that's a, that's a very good thing. Another thing that comes good with uh, most leases is um, most of the high ends, most of the maintenance is taken care of under the lease. The other thing is, is most of the time your manufacturer warranties are gonna be covered under that lease too. Um, most of the high ends are gonna be covered that way. Um, some of the manufacturers, they do uh, like a Volkswagen, I think they'll cover it under most of the terms of the lease. So make sure you really, really understand that. That's a good thing because they won't have any uh, extra expenses under a lease. Now, if they go over on miles, yes, they're going to pay for any warranty items because they're going to have to pay for it at the end. But anyways, that's one of those key benefits. The other thing is, is under the uh, terms of a lease, um, you know, sometimes you can get wear tear. And what wear tear is, if the vehicle at the end of the lease has um, wear that's beyond what the manufacturer allows, uh, wear tear or wear care, whatever it may be called through your um, manufacturer or, your, or the dealer that you work for, um, they'll usually take care of all those uh, uh, um, issues to the vehicle. For instance, my wife, when she turned in one of her leases, um, she had uh, cosmetic damages to all the to all the rims, and she had a cracked windshield. I think the overall amount was like twelve hundred bucks. Um, wear care picked all of it up, um, and that was with Ford. I think Ford takes care up to six thousand dollars. Same thing happened with um, the um, her edge when I turned that one in. Her door got uh, bent in at a certain portion, but it was only 200 bucks. Once again, WearCare picked that up. Now they won on that one, but they didn't win on the other one. So you got to understand, WearCare is a very, very good asset and a benefit to sell to most leases because at the end of it, you won't have to be responsible for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to y'all like y'all are listening to me. You're listening to me, but I got like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So anyways, that's another good benefit to lease. Another really good benefit to lease, if you get an accident in the lease versus a purchase um, and you have to get the vehicle fixed at a, at a certified uh, location, it's going to report it to Carfax. So what that does is if you're in a purchase, it reduces the value of your vehicle because you're gonna have a bad Carfax on the vehicle. Whereas if you do it on a lease, it goes back to the manufacturer, they're responsible for the Carfax, not you, okay? So that's another great benefit. Can you purchase your lease? Yes. I think you can, most manufacturers, you can purchase your lease at any time. So that's another good benefit. Um, another good thing about a lease is you can do a one pay. So most of your customers that come in and pay cash, they usually have to unload the whole entire price of the vehicle. Whereas with a one, one pay, most one pays come with the tax credit, so they don't pay the taxes on the vehicle, or they pay a reduced amount, so you pay one and a quarter. Um, but with that being said, 
the good thing about that is is um, uh, you uh, can pay a one pay lease. So they pay the whole amount up front, okay? Uh, and the residuals determine at the end. At the end, if they want to pay the remaining balance, they can, and that's a good thing. So it's sometimes a good thing and a bad thing, just depending on the, what the residual value is going to be at the very end of it. So um, that's another key benefit to purchasing your lease, okay? Um, or doing a one pay. So you can have one pays where they pay all the payments up front. Um, so make sure you're key and aware to that too because, you know, your customer comes in, they want to pay cash for a vehicle. Hey, how about we do a one pay? That way you're not unloading all that cash at one time and you can determine whether you want to buy it at the end of that one pay lease. So um, that's another good benefit of a lease. Um, another, another good benefit of a lease is, you know, some customers, you know, they trash out their vehicles and I have two kids and this is a good, good benefit for, uh, you know, single mom or not single moms, for moms or dads that have cars that have kids is that when you have a lease um you know you're gonna have all those little crumbs and all that shit getting all the cars well the good benefit about that is is that at the end of that lease it's gonna get detailed anyways you're not really responsible crayons markers all that shit it gets really taken care of by the manufacturer when they do a good detail on the vehicle um so that's a really another really good benefit of the lease so make sure when y'all are explaining this explain all the benefits to it um, now, if a customer drives 25,000 miles a year or 30,000 miles a year, um, you know, maybe they're, they're not a good lease candidate. I mean, they are, but they aren't, okay? Depending on, you know, what it may be, uh, what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, another good thing about a lease is you can bury negative equity in the vehicle. Um, they have to understand. So here's the good thing and the bad thing about burying negative equity in a lease. So let's say you're carrying $5,000 or $6,000 worth of negative equity. You spend that over 72 months, your payment's obviously going to be lower. You can spend that over 39 months, your payment's going to be a little bit higher, but you get rid of that negative equity a lot faster. So even their payment might be $50 higher, they're going to pay for it either way regardless, but they get rid of it a lot faster and they get out of that negative equity a lot quicker. So make sure you're able to explain that too. So um, anyways, make sure you're presenting a lease on every deal too. I know us as sales managers, we get lazy. I'm not perfect about this. I don't always do it, but you know, to all you sales managers that are listening to this podcast, you know, one of the key benefits is that you need to lease a lot more uh, uh, deals. At my dealership, we lease about 35 to 40%, which is high, but you know, it creates a returning customer uh, that comes back every time. And another good benefit to a lease is most leases, most manufacturers have a lease loyalty program. So within the last, you know, uh, six months to uh, 90 days, even two payments, they'll take care of those remaining two payments or they'll wash out the remaining 90 days, whatever it may be. Um, customers have, do have a good benefit for leasing a vehicle. So, um, cause they, they sometimes can get out of a couple months early. So if they're getting high on the miles, you know, and they're really getting really close to the end, you can take care of the last two payments and they're only responsible for the last two, four. So if you have four payments left, manufacturer can pick up two, they can pick up the rest. So make sure you're, you're kind of aware and abreast of those situations so that when that comes in, uh, comes to play at the end, it really helps you out. And also, you also get a, a manifest or a list of customers that you can do lease pull-aheads on or you can do uh, lease, lease list on to help take care of them. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good benefits to leasing. The other good thing to leasing is much like your interest rate, you can up, up, you can put a, uh, you can add a charge 
you can add rate to your uh, money factor. So the good thing about that is that money's never charged, never charged back to the dealership. That money's collected all up front, so you're good to go. So make sure you can clearly, clearly understand that too. Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. Try and think of some more benefits to leasing. There's a lot of good benefits to leasing. Just make sure you sit down and watch some videos or listen to this over and over again and listen to why you should lease versus purchase sometimes. Because there's, there's, if it's, I, the only reason I bought, I purchased my wife's last vehicle is because it was a 4Runner and it had aftermarket on it and they just don't lease very well. Um, they lease somewhat good, but they don't lease very well. And I decided that I wanted to purchase it because um, probably I'm going to keep this one for a little bit. Uh, and then at the end of it, I'm, I'm going to um, do I'm going to get back into leasing again when my kids get a little bit older. But that's the only reason I purchased this last vehicle. But the two vehicles before that, I leased them and I loved them. And um, when I get done with this, I'm probably going back to leasing. Um, sometimes trucks are good to lease. Sometimes they're not. So make sure you, you understand all that stuff. Um, but other than that, I really don't have too much to talk about. I don't know how much more time do I have left. Not a whole lot. So guys, when you're presenting your numbers, make sure you present a purchase and a lease. Uh, make sure you like me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. And the very last thing, this could be the hardest five-figure job or the easiest six-figure job. You just need to figure that out. And um, we all win when we all win. Make sure you're sharing this with somebody in a DM, private message, text message to them. Uh, make sure they get a hold of this information. I think it's uh, very helpful and valuable, especially when it comes to leasing. All right, guys. I love you guys. Peace.